You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. Drink beer. Think beer. You're listening to Broodlands. Javi, you are freshly back from Spain about eight weeks ago at this point. By the time this comes out, <laughs> you still seem fresh. You see, yeah, he's funky, yeah. funky fresh. Yeah. You might say. Yeah, I still get that Spanish lisp going on every once in a while. Does that bother you being a native Spanish speaker from Mexico that you have to add the lisp everywhere? No, actually, for one, they they were the lisp was isn't as bad as you think it is for yeah. one. But also, what was funny is that. What it, what it is is that they have a very soft, uh, soft uh, consonant sound, and by the time I had left, my consonant sound started getting a little softer too. So it's like it's stealthy, but uh, but you know it's not it's not as ridiculous as I thought it was going to be. So I liked it. I mean, I was you know had a had a good had a good time uh, being able to actually speak Spanish over there. I do don't get. A, I don't get. A, I surprisingly uh, don't get a lot of chances chances to speak Spanish around here. So, do people in Spain know. kind of uh, think they're elitist to uh, no, Mexico? No, no. Actually, I, I thought that that was going to be a thing, right? Where I had heard that that was very much an elitist kind of attitude, but I think also the reason why I might not have encountered that elitism was because a lot of people thought I was either Portuguese. Or Brazilian, or something else, because they're like, "Oh, wow, you have kind of a weird Spanish accent and stuff like that." <laughs> like, but nobody guessed Mexico, which yeah. I guess is par on course. Nobody ever thinks that I'm Mexican, so. <laughs> but um, I thought you were Canadian this entire time. Yeah, a native I mean, Canadian. <laughs> eh? Actually, you know, one time I did go to Canada, and the first time I heard like somebody saying. Like, I don't know, it was a lady at the liquor store. She was like, come back now, eh? And I was like, oh, you did the thing. <laughs> it's the best. You really do do that. <laughs> a whole new world. Yeah. So let's talk about Spain then. Let's talk about your uh, your the beer, your beer experiences, your beer ex- beer experiences. Sure, and, yeah. Uh, your drinking experiences. Beer experiences. Yeah. Want to hear about this cat bar you went to? Oh, the most wonderful place on earth, you mean? <laughs> well, just, you know, just to start off, drinking, if you're going to... Spain specifically, you know, we travel to uh, Barcelona, and Isn't it Barcelona, Barcelona. Yes, <laughs> it's an amazing city for one. Just in general, every neighborhood has its own different vibe. Kind of like you Plano. know, like the, the uh, you know, we stayed at the <laughs> shut up. Uh, we stayed at the Gothic Quarter, and the hotel was right next to you know the Natural History Museum, which had like the original Roman walls from way back in the day. But then, you know, if you move five blocks. North, south, east, or west, or whatever. Each neighborhood is going to be completely different. The the one constant is there will always be at least one wine bar in every quarter. It seems like, and it is amazing. Is so, the equivalent? Is that the Spanish equivalent of a pub? Like in the UK, is is a wine bar? I I, I would say so for sure. Like whenever whenever it came to uh, drinking, I would say that wine is definitely the most the most common. Mm-hmm. alcoholic beverage uh followed by spirits you know our our mutual friend uh mike was telling me about vermouth and it's not vermouth like you have it here but it's rather like it's darker and it's got kind of more of spicy flavor but then people just basically pour it over ice do a twist of orange and it's like its own delicious kind of after dinner cocktail so anyway so no yeah wine is uh super cheap like i mean we were having a Bottle of wine with every meal, including breakfast. I was going to say, it's seriously like at a restaurant, yeah. anything that you would think to get here that would be like decent, like say 30, 40 bucks would be like maybe 12 euro. 
even with the exchange rate, I mean, it was still dirt cheap. The first night that we that we were there, uh, we even got a couple of five euro bottles of wine, and including one that had a twist off, and it was amazing. So. It's definitely a great place to go drink, for sure. Lots of great cocktail bars as well. And since this is not the Craft Cocktail Podcast, let's move <laughs> on to beer. So they do have a really robust craft beer scene. I'll admit my exposure to it was very limited, but everything that I that I had over there was, was just amazing. For one, let's go through a few of the places that I went to. For one, they have a McKellar location over here in the states i feel like we don't get as much mckeller as Not as much as we should as yeah as we, we should as, as i would like so i mean whenever i was in tokyo last year i made it a point to get to the mckeller over over there and same thing here so um you know we made we made the pilgrimage what is the mckeller bar like i i uh, wondered well i mean it's for one it's decorated in all of the funky McKellar labels and like just you'll see posters of past events that they've had like little tap takeovers or they have that little guy I don't know I don't know I don't know Mr. McKellar yeah Yeah, Mr. McKellar yeah sure but honestly the their bars are are very minimalistic I I always like it because it's just very very simple decor and they'll they'll have a wide selection of their own beers but they'll also have a lot of a lot of other breweries uh, stuff, which is which is really good. I'm, I was hoping I could have a, I had I had taken a picture of the tap list for for them, but unfortunately I didn't. What if they have any evil twins? Since evil twin is run by his twin brother that he's not a fan of, right? Yeah. Not fans of each other, I should say. Yeah, so, no, well, they, well, no, definitely, definitely no, <laughs> no evil twin. I'll, I will say that. So did you not have a lot of exposure to it just because there was so much other There, there was just so on? much more. Yeah. You know, like, I felt like every time that we walked, every time that we walked anywhere, we'd just kind of stop by somewhere and have wine, and then that would be, you know. Right. Like, uh, or kava, you know, the sparkling wine that's indigenous to that region. But uh, but anyway, no, McKellar, McKellar was great. Um, you know, had, a, had quite a few uh, 10 12% beers from there. What I love is that they're actually able to sell a lot of beer to go. That was one of the, that's why I was able to bring some, some beer back is that every, every boot brew pub that I went to, they had a fridge. It's like, Hey, take all this stuff to go. A lot of it was, uh, pretty, uh, some stuff was pretty rare. Some stuff was, um, just like what, what, what they always have, but, uh, but it was really good. Uh, so, you know, like I said, we finished up in McKellar's and then we went to, uh, an actual, local uh brewery called a uh, garage beer company and they, there's this more of that style of brew pub where you have kids running around you can tell that there's like they have game night there we just happen mm-hmm. to be there whenever um <clears throat> they had game night and i mean everybody was just talking to each other like oh like the the bartenders were saying hey to a bunch of families like they've known each other yeah. so i really like that and that and i noticed that the Spanish really like their IPAs. So that's a bit of a spoiler going forward. Uh, we're we're going to try some Garage Beer uh, Company uh, IPAs here, but uh, but they really like them. They like them hazy. They like them regular, but uh, they they sure love their IPAs. And it's a uh, it's very it's east. Cool it's deal. not necessarily north, but it is very very east. Yes. East IPA. Like I mean, looking at the looking at, I actually did take a picture of their of their tap list. I mean, seriously, ninety percent of it is. IPAs or it's funny they'll do a Weiss IPA 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 double IPA 
and then Imperial stopped. <laughs> so, so they're 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 very much like that. And what I like is that um, they also have crawlers. You know, like I feel like a lot of my impression of the scenes at that point was okay. So it's very much neighborhood bar place that you can walk to. You know, people know each other very well, but also you can just bring the stuff to uh, back home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Barcelona is also a very walkable city so it's not like it seems like there's a lot a lot, a lot of uh drunk driving accidents too which would be which is good because a lot of their stuff is very boozy so you didn't find loggers to be very popular there because no and that was the thing yeah. too right because i was worried uh you know bringing it back to japan all i had in japan was this beer called yebisu which is delicious but it's a lager it's just a plain lager there wasn't really much to go off of. but then i come here and it's just like Oh, there's IPAs. There's all this stuff. I found that to be true and in the I, UK I, I, also. It, it yeah. was the same kind of thing. Loggers were available, but sure, there was yeah. so so many more things that were more popular. And why right. do you think the IPAs are so popular? Is it, is it because it's fashion? Is maybe it's just not getting popular there, or is it just climate driven? Or what do you think it is? I mean, you know, honestly, I don't think that it's I don't think that it's trend driven. I think it's just I think it might just be a climate thing for sure. Because that was another point that I was going to make as I transition over to this next bar is that you hear I, f- I find it interesting that barcelona not only has a mckeller who has very limited actual bar locations you know they're usually uh, in way big only selected cities around the world but then mm-hmm. they also have a brew dog location so that to me says that their scene has been around like it definitely has been around for a while I-, I couldn't tell you the years but i would say as long if, if not longer than dallas craft beer scene but I mean, I thought that it was. I mean, I thought that they all always had excellent beers. Brewdog did, and uh, mm-hmm. I ended up bringing back a couple of uh, uh, beers from there, um, which I'll, I'll share the pictures with y'all later. <laughs> uh, but what I really want to talk about a lot of is nudies. the Cat yeah. Bar, which is this is basically made for me, but it's a craft beer bar with cats do the cats cat bring beer. you your beer no they said they're working on it they think they said the cats will be trained by next summer <laughs> as long as they don't make the waitresses dress up as cats <laughs> yeah well i mean if it's your kink <laughs> yeah uh, true. but they also had an awesome craft beer selection as well you could also get cheap beer to go like i ended up getting a 12 percent imperial stout like 12 ounce bottle for three euro wow like it's that's really that, that's cheap. That's also the thing that I want to reiterate is that all booze is super cheap over there. I'm so, guessing it's because it's, maybe it's not as taxed as heavily as it is here? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that, right? Because it makes sense for wine because you're able to make wine around Barcelona. So mm-hmm. the costs... Transport costs. Yeah, transport cheaper. costs are lessen, And, you know, like you could... Right. You know, like it's all very, very close. But I do wonder what why it's so cheap over there. But, I mean, it is. I'm not complaining. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> And I loved it, you know. Honestly, like I mean, I, I know that I said that wine and wine, wine and cocktails were like really a big thing, but I mean, craft beer is, is all around there. I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get to hit up as many spots as I wanted to. Like I said, I mean, between tours and and other stuff, but I mean, you know, one of the things that I researched that I was really sad not to be able to go to was the Lambic Shop, which is, uh, as it sounds, a entire beer store dedicated to lambic beers mm-hmm. which we unfortunately don't seem to have that much of a yeah, we, don't, uh, we have some yeah not, no, yeah, we have not some. as prevalent here i think yeah. the i think i saw a couple of craft beer seller but you Cascade know I mean, does it does a bunch of lambics right i uh, think so Cascade, but i mean i'm I thinking like you. the european the like, european style yeah lambic, like yeah. the can cantillon is it cantillon yeah cantillon yeah like i managed to bring 
a bottle from there, which I'm very excited to try out at some point. I'll be cat burglaring into your apartment tonight. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, come on over. We don't, <laughs> still gonna dress as, we don't a hang cat out as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is also one of the things, right, is that not only does, like, Barcelona craft beers are, craft breweries actually number, I think, more than 10, 10, 12 or something like that just mm. in the city alone. But then also the benefit is very much like us. I think that they are a very good hub for uh, distribution. So they're getting uh, beers. I feel like there's a couple of beers like whenever Stefan came over. I think I saw those uh, mm-hmm. um, over there being sold. Like I actually right before we caught the bus coming back to the hotel one night, I've spent like a good like 50, 60 euros or just like this little tiny unmarked uh shop that had all of this like lambic beer you know local stuff like there was even a i wish i'd remember the name but uh it was a brewery that uh like this imperial stout collaboration there's only like 400 bottles or something like that and so was it like their equivalent to our parkit market or something like a little yeah, pretty much little yeah. corner store like i mean it's just it, craft beer? yeah and, and that's the thing too right is that just i mean you like i said you you walk anywhere and i feel like you can find all sorts of booze and stores like that. So, I mean, like, I'm definitely going back to Barcelona, and I definitely want to make it more of a point now that I've got the lay of the land to go and check out more beer. But, I mean, they've got they've got good stuff. I mean, nothing that I tasted was ever really, like, subpar. It might not have been, like, super – I might not have been super into it. Like, I think there was one point I had a, a black pepper pills, uh, much like small brew pubs here. But uh, mm-hmm. that was – that one was just okay, but everything else was was really good. Yeah, so I'm excited to share some of these uh, garage beer company joints we got over here. So, and I just wanted to say too that to go element that you mentioned. I mean, if you're in any of the other 49 states, you'll see that so much more. Yeah, Texas just has that, that stupid law that yeah. we can't seem to get around where you can do that. I think I think we'd have that unless you're pretty a prevalent pub. around here. Unless you're a brew pub, you yeah. Can. Unless you're a brew pub, yeah. I, th- I think it would be. I think all the all the locals would do that if they could do oh, that. Yeah, of it's course. just it's unfortunate we have to deal with that. No, I mean and I think that's the necessary next step, but I mean I feel like we're long ways away from it thanks to TABC TABC yeah. being complete garbage. Our, yes. Yeah. In our state government. <laughs> I, say, we're I several... mean, yeah, I was gonna say like there's you know, let's not burn down all society and then yeah. hopefully we can get to yes. uh, to go beers at brew pubs. Right. But yes, uh <laughs> it's it's all garbage. Yeah. Maybe but, we'll see the Doppler effect of politics change from red to blue someday. That would be nice. Someday. Yeah. We'll see some lightning up of uh, the blue laws. Maybe we'll go from blue laws to red laws. Yeah, yeah there you go. That would yep. be nice. We'll see. So so you want to start with the Montessori, which is, I assume is named after the uh, Children's Academy, or uh, we could start with the uh, doping scandal, which appears to be a pill and a hot dog bun or something like that. I can't really tell. <laughs> it's, Does that have Lance Armstrong on it? Yeah. yeah right. It has uh, left, uh, Lance's missing testicle. Oh, okay. It's actually kind of what it looks like. Brewed with, with that. With okay. a pill in them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's, let's go ahead and go with the, uh, the Montessori. It looks really gnarly. So just going off of the description here. So this is uh, done by Garage Beer Company in Barcelona. So these are new to you, too. You haven't had these. No, I haven't had okay. these. No, um, I had some. Uh, I had like I had a bunch of their beers, but these ones in particular, they didn't have on draft. They just had to go. So uh, okay. trying them for the first time. Gotcha. So this one is um, uh, this one is described. The, the Montessori is described as a collab with Soma Beer. It's an IPA using Lalbrew New England yeast to highlight HBC four three one hops. So let's see what that's all about. Now, these are going to get poured into very specific IPA glasses. 
Hey, we're working with a limited glass set right now while we're moving. So that's true. Yeah, the, well, butler, the, the butlers haven't moved in yes. the, the IPA glasses. Yes. Okay, they had from moved. the first estate to the second. Yes, we haven't transferred the staff from downstairs over there to downstairs over here yet. So, so these are Northeast IPAs then. Uh, very hazy, very yellow, very uh, Western Europe. But not even Europe us. can escape the haze bros. <laughs> but it's very golden. I'll give it that. It is got a nice head retention, pure white head retention. Very, I mean, it basically looks like a mimosa. Yes, it does. That's a, that's. <laughs> yeah, yes. it, does. it looks yeah. like a mimosa. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you definitely cannot see through it at mm. all. And we should say the. So this comes out of their crawler, obviously, and the what is this on the label? Is this an avocado? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a. Bl- it looks Same. like a black moon in the middle of so a it desert. Is, it this must is be some like weird dune. I think it's Lance Armstrong's cancerous uh, testicle. That's the other one, though. I thought they were both brewed with that. <laughs> well, I thought only one of them had to do with doping. It smells like a Northeast IPA. I'll give you that. It smells very hoppy. Well, it's very hoppy. It's got that pleasant dank smell yes. to it. It's pleasant, but I it's, think I mean I'm legitimately only smelling like citrus, like orange juice. It's it, I definitely get a little. I definitely get some a lot dank of citrus. In there, too, a little but there is citrus too. That's the pleasant element. It I smells think. like grapefruit juice. Is what it what it amounts to. To me, at least. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I gather that. Yeah. Trying this. It's got some of the subtlest hop flavor I've had on an IPA. It's very soft. Yeah. Like, it's not it's very strong. No. Like, the, the flavor doesn't come out too much in the front or the back, but, like, rather in the middle, you know, like, as you're in the middle of the tongue. Yeah, definitely not in the front. Yeah, it's, it's more of the back, middle of the back of the tongue. Yeah. It's less bitter than the other Northeast IPAs I've had, actually. Uh, the one from Green Cheek on the West Coast in uh, Anaheim and Rough Tales, uh, E-Juice. Uh, this is considerably softer and less bitter than theirs. Now, it's the, yeah. the hops are definitely there, but it's not like a spike to your tongue. Right. Yeah, th- this reminds me a little bit of uh, the one from, oh my gosh, what is the name of the brewery in Garland that uh, uh, Jennifer loves? That that has, is it Intrinsic? Intrinsic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They did a Northeast IPA that was maybe a little harsher than this, but it was kind of similar to this. And I actually like this. I like this a little bit better um, than I do the e juice. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that one, really. It's okay. I think it's this is better than that. I I had some. I had some of that e juice. I don't quite understand why people were freaking out over it. No, I, I don't think either. because it's one of the few Northeast IPAs we get here. No, oh, okay. That's. I mean, that's, that's about it. it. Yeah. yeah. No, but this is. I mean, this is good. Uh, like, but I do wonder how much of um, you know this kind of citrusy. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, Yeah. no, this is good. Uh, I think this, to me, this is like a great breakfast beer, actually. Yeah. Because it's so citrusy. Yeah. So so what's really the difference in the Northeast IPA profile and uh, the milkshake IPA? I don't know, actually. uh, I think it's lactose sugar. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's right. That's what it is. Gotcha. Good point. So, I mean, yeah, even some of my Canadian buds uh, have have gotten uh, milkshake IPAs up there. Like, their crap breweries are, are doing milkshakes. So... Everybody's sh- chasing the trend, but I mean, this, yeah. I mean, to be fair, this is a delicious trend. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, I like. I mean, I like this beer a lot. This it, is a. I think this is a great breakfast beer. This, it just made me think of it because of the looks. It looks similar. Yeah, to a milkshake IPA. Yeah. Again, like this is like, I'm. It's almost weird, right? Because given how how much like orange juice it looks like, I feel like I should be tasting some pulp. <laughs> you know? it's yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's like wait, something's missing. It's very refreshing. Yeah. But it does have almost that mimosa f- flavoring of the hops are almost mm. kind of like the champagne element. And yeah. Yeah, then the, yeah, the citrus I, is kind of the orange I think if it element. actually were a little more carbonated, I think it would be just like a mimosa. Yeah. yeah. That agree. is to note that this is not 
very carbonated no, at all. No, like, no, there's, really not. there's really no bubbles. I mean, it looks just like a mosa. Even like just looking at the bottom of the glass, like yeah. mm-hmm. the way it, the light transfers, just it's it's insane. And to me, it tastes a lot like a mimosa. It's really blowing your mind. It? It's blowing my mind, man. <laughs> You're freaking out. Well, man. Yeah, that's good though. It's it's really tasty. So next, we're talking about uh, this is also garage, right? And, yeah, this is uh, also. this is doping scandal. And you want to tell us about this beer? Yeah, sure. I can't. I don't know Spanish, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so. This is an IPA, Lupulda. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going. Oh, no, that's actually, uh, sorry, I was reading, I thought I was reading the Spanish, and it's actually the uh, uh, Catalonian, ah. which that's also, sorry, I forgot to mention this in the um, the travel section, but Barcelona is part of Catalonia, which is technically considered its own, like, independent province not politically or anything like that but there's a very strong presence there there's a lot of a lot of political stuff going on over there as they try to vie for independence which i found uh really interesting but um you know so just be warned that if you go there uh if you go to barcelona there will be three languages um you know spanish uh spain spanish so uh catalonian and english it's also one of the things, right, is that uh, there's a lot of people that uh, speak English over there, which was very pleasant for my fiancé, for sure. But, That's right. Uh, and all you people that don't know two languages. English is God's language. Um, but anyway, so... I, I can wear a headset and do Google Translate. <laughs> no, just talk can. back and forth. All right, so we've got the, uh, the, the doping scandal here with the weird hot dog. The <laughs> hot dog? It's a uh, 6.5%, and it is a hop... Forward IPA using Vermont Ale yeast to highlight Citra and Mosaic hops. So I think this one hopefully would be a little different. Maybe a little familiar. The head is not as uh, as white. It's still quite white. Not a lot of carbonation either. Head retention is fading quickly. Yeah, this one looks... While the other one allowed a lot more light through the glass, this one is just... This one's thick. Yeah. Yeah. T-H-I-C-C, boy. Yeah, this this even looks more like a milkshake IPA, actually, than the other one did. Oh, man. Is this, more, is this a milkshake IPA? <laughs> a lot more orange on the nose, too. Yeah. Uh, not as It doesn't smell like grapefruit to me like the other one did. Yeah, This one, I'm actually smelling the hops. Like, I can't... Yeah. I don't know if it's my fancy IPA glass or whatever, but... <laughs> I think the mosaic hops are coming out a little bit. It, yeah. it reminds me of a, a little bit of the local mosaic IPA smell. Mmm. Which that's, I, I like. Taste-wise, that's a lot more of what we're familiar with locally. You can definitely taste those sweet, sweet mosaic hops. Mm. Getting local on your tongue. Oh, yeah. Getting local. <laughs> this is like, I feel like a community to try to make a session version. Because it's like, yeah, I'm not tasting any sort of like citrusy flavors. It's just like the hop. Yeah. More than anything. But it's it doesn't have that kind of almost bite at the end that a uh, mosaic can have you know that's true i, I yeah. still taste the bite actually on the back of my tongue really yeah it's it's definitely it's, well, it's not rough but it's definitely like a a papery kind of flavor on the back of my tongue see sure. to me it's more it's more smoothed out kind of like um it, it doesn't taste the same but the mosaic effect on the tongue is more like the oaked mosaic where it's a little smoother yeah i feel like it's it's more like that like mm. it just it's there, but it's not so harsh like some of the... Like you said, the, the regular Mosaic can have that kind of harsh edge to it. Yeah. So of these two beers, which one do you prefer? I, I got to say, I think I prefer the uh, Montessori Academy of the two. I, just because it's so different and like it's yes. so subtle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I like that one too. Um, it Like you said, it definitely feels like a breakfast beer, like very... 
just feels like a nice spring day. Yeah, I was say, know? it's like, sunshine in a glass. Yeah, it just feels like love. It really universe. is delicious. That is yeah. some really good beer. So yeah. next time you go back to Espana, Espana, you need to bring back about a case of that beer. Yeah, no, exactly. And a case of Cantillon. Yeah. While you're at it. <laughs> Me. Yeah. And then bring back For a sure. case of rare McKellars and then bring back a case of rare brew dogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while you're at it, go over to Copenhagen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, though. So what you're yeah. saying is I need to change my honeymoon plans. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yes. I'm with you that the first one is more unique. Uh, the second one is more the flavor profile I prefer. Uh, but I did, I did appreciate the first one. I'd like the... I like the mimosa, the fake mimosa effects of the first yeah. one. It's, yeah. it's really unique and, and different. Um, I would probably reach for this one more, though, actually. See, that surprises me because you don't call yourself Mr. IPA anymore. I'm not Mr. You've IPA, got, but got, I still like the IPA. You've gone away from the moniker. You took the placard off your yeah, desk. That's tr- I burned it. I burned it to this Christmas. You did. Yeah. You, you've gone to Mr. Stout, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Dark Beer. So I'm uh, surprised you know. that you still prefer this. I, I think the Montessori is by far the better beer. I mean, my I guess I mean they're both great beers. Yeah, yeah. I just think it just to depends me, on what you're, what mood you're in. I, I guess. just think well, to me, the Montessori is more interesting because it's it more is, unique for sure. Because it's got that that kiss of hops to it, but it's so citrusy and smooth. Yeah, I think it's if you're trying, yeah. if you, to me, Montessori is is an IPA that I would probably give somebody. That has never had an IPA before and is is like trembling in fear of IPA. It would be yes. a good transition IPA, yeah. I mean, that is one of the things that I've noticed, though, if, if there's a good thing about these hazy IPAs is that they seem to be a good transition beer for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, my fiance doesn't really care for IPAs, like that hoppy flavor, but I had a crowler of that e-juice, and I mean, I, I know we were just talking about it, but uh, like, I mean, she she was super into it, and, you know, yeah. it was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah. Everybody, I think, yeah, nowadays, like that perception of you know, you've got that IPA that's gonna like blow your palate, like that's that's a prevailing one. So, this is like a, a nice way to get people well, into that flavor profile without overwhelming one, yeah. them. The juice you know, is a good one, you know. I also kind of think maybe partially why Yellow Rose is so popular, it's not that harsh either on the hops. I no, think it's delicious, like yeah. you say, these, these smoother IPAs probably make them more prevalent, which I think is odd. The mosaic is so prevalent, and one of community's biggest sellers because i don't necessarily think those are the smoothest hops in there which i heard this week that uh, lone pine is planning on uh greatly reducing the number of uh yellow rose in dallas again why because supposedly according to distributor we don't buy enough of uh lone pine's other beers uh so they're so gonna, gonna re- punish us they're gonna artificially <laughs> restrict the supply of, of yellow rose so yeah, that's that's, oh, that's crappy. some nonsense maybe you need to work on promoting other beers more mm-hmm. just a thought mm-hmm. uh maybe the jabberwocky and others aren't as good too. yeah i don't know so, i haven't had know. them but maybe you need to work on <laughs> promotional events don't punish yeah. us just because of that right right okay so we talked about traveling with beer like you need to bring back several cases of different beers on your honeymoon we should talk about traveling with beer and how you travel with beer and how do you do that effectively about. and not break all your bottles So you can't get Pine Hub in Spain, but you can get it in Dallas. And that's what's important. That's important to us. It's important to you and me and Hami. <laughs> it's not important to people Even in though Spain. I am a man of international travel, that's true. Dallas is still home. That's true. You do call it, uh, you're, you're, best, you're based here and best here. That's what you always say about yourself. He is best here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the best hobby while he's here. He is the best hobby. <laughs> the best hobby in Dallas. <laughs> and uh, if you are in Dallas, if you're, even if you're just visiting, what you should do is download the Pine Hub app. 
if you want to experience all the Dallas breweries. Yeah, it doesn't require you enter your uh, home no. address and no, they don't make care. sure that it's in DFW. No. You can just use it in DFW. No, just download the Pineup app, enter the code BREWBLOODS, you get your first month for a dollar. And while you're here visiting the Lone Star State, specifically Dallas, you can visit a number of locations, which they will show you on the app. It's that, great that you can actually experience a lot of our local breweries if you haven't been yeah. uh, to them, like Lakewood, like Oak Islands, like yes. Petacolas. All of those places take the yeah. Pineup app. And a bunch of restaurants in the area. So if you don't know what you can pick, well, your first beer is on the house due to uh, thanks to Pine Hub. You might find something you like. Maybe you don't like it. And if you don't like it, well, hey, look, you got your first beer for free. Exactly. And that's all that really matters. And then you can try something else and maybe you'll find something else you do like. Now, where do you enter the Brewbloods code? Well, you have to download the app from the Google Play Store or the Apple uh, App Store. And when you sign up in the app, it'll ask you, do you have a promo code? And you enter Brewbloods. What if I have a BlackBerry mark? Bloods. I'm sorry, Blackberry's dead, and you should not be using. Nobody should be using Blackberries anymore. This is fair not, enough. Fair this enough. Is not 2003. Look, Grandpa, we're, we're not in the in the cast of 24. We're not Jeff Bowers here, right? Uh, nobody needs uh, Blackberries anymore. And if you're using a Windows phone, well, that's on you, bro. <laughs> nobody support Windows phone either. We're not Cartana lovers. That here. is also dead. Yes. Uh, so right now, uh, Pineup is available only in the DFW area, but more cities are coming soon. You can use it in any participating breweries, restaurants, and breweries in DFW. Uh, get your first beer on the house every single day. Download the app, as we said, on the Apple App Store or Google Play. And when you sign up, use the promo code BREWBLOODS to get your first month for $1. Very minimal investment, but totally worth it. Mm-hmm. Get your first beer on the house every single day. Pinehub.com. traveling with beer i think it's something we've all done obviously javi's done it because he brought us a beer all the way from espana and barcelona, barcelona. and Ibiza and the catalonia islands yeah i remember one time i went to uh, portland and i Ooh, bought fancy. a a tiny uh suitcase just to bring stuff back so yes i've definitely brought stuff back and tried, tried to travel with beer i've shipped yeah. beer and i've i've uh flown with beer yeah i was gonna say so l- 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 let's talk about that w- what is y'all's favorite method of my favorite beer. method is shipping beer because then I don't. I can file. I can put an insurance claim against it. I don't have to worry about it. If it breaks, it's not my fault. It's their fault. The lazy method is the one Mark will choose every yes. time anyway. Sure, it's the more expensive method, but it's also the uh, most guaranteed to probably not cause spillage. True. Well, what? Like how much more expensive is it? Because if you think about it, checking in a bag is twenty five dollars, which That's for true. the most part right. you would have to do it anyway. Uh, especially if you're traveling abroad or or whatever. But like in, in places like, for example, whenever I went to Portland, I mean, I don't think I did the math right by checking in a bag to transport. It's probably not bra- going to be twenty five dollars. Let's put it that way. To yeah, like exactly. So like, I do wonder. And if you go over the weight limit, well, then you're fucked. You know. Right. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, so you got to be careful about weight limits when you're flying. Obviously, mm-hmm. I've I've flown several times with beer. I don't bring that much back on a flight. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm buying a lot like I did in San Diego, I'll ship it typically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll I'll probably bring th- three to four bottles back. Yeah, the, I think the worst uh, experience I ever had or the, the most difficult was the time that I went to California and met up with our good podcast buddy from the break room, F13. Mm-hmm. And he had acquired a basically a whole thing of um, Pliny the Elder and... You know, you're talking about taking that in a glass bottle and trying to bring that back. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically via a plane and you know checking that and everything. So I had to wrap it 
you know, four or five times, all the old shirts Bubble. and everything I'd yeah. worn. And just to be sure that, that that thing did not break. And, yeah, it's it's quite a pain to do that. The bottles and the, and the cans are not quite as bad. A crowler wouldn't be bad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's... But I feel like with crap, I mean, you know, I will say one of my fears bringing some of the, the garage beer company stuff was uh, what about, you know, air pressure and right. stuff like that. But, you know... Now that I've experienced it, it's not a big deal. Like it's it, the can's not going to get messed up. It's not going to burst. Uh, yeah, bit. I always figured It'll that fine. you know right. with cans, and they probably do this with bottles too. But you know, shipping stuff. I'm sure they ship cans, you know, pretty frequently without sealing them up some special way. You know, just if I with bottles. One thing I actually keep in my the suitcase I regularly take this duffel bag. I keep a roll of electrical tape now hmm. uh, that's just permanently in that suitcase. So when I get a bottle yeah. that I'm going to bring back. I wind up the cap several times with electrical tape. Just because yeah, I did it, that with the growler too. It seals well. It's yeah. easy to take off and it's easy to put on. And like you know, other tapes like duct tape or something. Um, hmm, I never thought about doing that actually. Yeah, and then I'll my my usual method is I I'll wrap the bottle cap with uh, electrical tape and then I'll wrap it in like Dustin said, like some dirty clothes or any other soft like you know I always bring a suitcase full of stuffed animals. So usually I'll sure. put. You know, Braveheart line. You are I'll a furry, so yeah. you just put your furry, furry out yeah. I'll, sometimes I'll wrap it in my uh, my uh, dick pouch for my furry costume. Sometimes right. I'll put it in there. I mean, it is built for a wiener, a wiener shape Your shape object. of water uh, outfit. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's my shape, my fish man outfit. Right. Uh, my Braveheart line stuffed animals. What about your furry tail? Yeah, so like, I, mean, the, that's a, I, I would imagine that's Of course, yeah, the, the, the tail is detachable because you, it's you hard to... several cans in there. Yeah, you can wind it up easily, easily. Uh, furry costumes are great. I'm sure you know furry conventions are great. Burring conventions also, and they always bring <laughs> back stuff in their uh, sure in their furry yeah. costumes. Um, it's a cross promotion kind of thing. It is. It really is. If you want to sponsor us, furry conventions, we're all for it. <laughs> Javi will wear any furry costume we prefer, <laughs> as long as it has a dick pouch. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> working dick pouch. I think it'd be more for a transformer convention. Oh yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Or tra- well, hey, they can sponsor too with the absolutely. With I don't know the, if people dress up oh. as transformers there, but oh, maybe they, they do. Do they have working yeah. dick pouches that they go? Oh, you bet. Your as their wieners coming out, it's still called transforming. Yeah, fair enough. Or transforming, you know. Yeah, it's usually wrapping it up in old clothes that if they're dirty, I don't care if they're gonna you know get a beer exploded on them. I've never. I've been. I've been so lucky so far as to not have anything break or bust open. Me neither. No. But I have heard tell of those bad experiences when a bottle breaks because they've been, you know. One thing is if I do bring back, if I plan to bring back beer, it's never in a checked bag. Um, well, that's not true. Wait a minute. No, I have brought it back in carry-on, and the TSA has never said anything. I'm sorry. It has always been in, in checked baggage. I've always been afraid, of course, that the, that the baggage counter is just going to chunk it around. I thought you could not bring it in checked bags. I thought that was part of no. the issue. Or can you do that? Yeah, you can you bring can, it. Yeah, that's the only you? Okay. thing you get is Because I've always bags. checked it every yeah. time. I'm sorry. I yeah. have managed to get stuff through on carry-on like okay. once, um, surprisingly. What? But uh, How? Especially in a... Uh, it's like my a, magic, man. It's a a magic growler, especially. I don't think there's any way they do A growler? I've never yeah. tried a growler. Yeah. That but, seems risky. Yeah, I've never yeah. tried a growler. But... Uh, well, yeah, I've done it through checked baggage almost every time, uh, aside from the one time with carry-on. And I've always been afraid that, you know, the way they throw things around, that it would break. But I've been so lucky. I guess I packed it well enough that I haven't had a disaster. Well, plus I remember that time you went through, you tried to go through security with a bag of Chick-fil-A, oh, and they God. pretty much went elbow deep on you for oh, that. I know. So I can't imagine yeah. trying to bring, like, any kind oh, of no. container. Is your butt okay? I, th- I think it just <laughs> I think it just depends which airport you're at and how long he's, he's, he's sensible, I mean, for me as a 
brown man with a beard. I try not to test my luck with PSA <laughs> at all. Yeah. So I'm always I'm. Always, I'll, I'll let you guys be the guinea pigs here yeah. <laughs> for for that. But well, like yeah. you guys said, I always I always check my bag. Um, you know, I I will always do. I'll do a couple of things, right? So I'll, I've never shipped, but honestly, I feel like that's unless you're doing it internationally. I think it makes the most sense if you're within the continental USA. I agree. Yeah. Um, but I've always done either I've underpacked and just you know accounted for extra space that I would uh, uh, that the beer would take up. So then that way I could just check it in and I wouldn't even have to bring another bag. Or what I do is like the duffel bag. Yeah, um, I've done an extra bag. And before. I mean, that's I hate what I to did, sound yeah. like a plug here, but. I bought uh, one of those away uh, carry-on bags. So, like, I bought the full set, but like the carry-on bags are awesome for awaycarryon.com. Away.com slash brewbloods. <laughs> there you no, go. I'm just kidding. I'm, well, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, seriously. Like the way the, the way that they're made, since they're hard shell, yeah, they're going to move around a lot or or whatever. But there's not. But it's not like a soft piece of luggage where it could actually like something puncture get, getting something yeah. stacked on it might actually break something right. like i found that to be honestly the best bag that you could use to uh transport stuff back and forth so it is you a know, little nerve-wracking every time like it is it, that's why i try not to put anything like i'll, I'll move the valuables onto the carry yeah. or <laughs> or stuff that i don't mind getting ruined but I mean, I guess that's the that's that's the gamble we almost bear, right? It's the wicked now, game we play. Now, what do, what's up? So the, it's the wicked games we play. Well, you know, they actually have some. They've come out with some like inserts for luggage and things yeah. like that. That actually, it's like a foam insert to where you can put a bunch of cans in there and that well, kind of thing. So I was going to say, so um, this last time in Bar- Barcelona, um, we brought back five bottles of wine, a bottle of olive oil, a bottle of balsamic vinegar, and like three bottles of liquor plus all the beer. Like, And what we used for quite a few of those, including the beer, was actually uh, these reusable uh, wine bottle protectors. Um, hmm. They're called Vino Lock. That's the, there's a, If you look... Yeah, we've got some here. Yeah, if you look in uh, Amazon, you'll find a bunch of brands. But, I mean, we like the reusable ones. They're perfect for, for this sort of deal. Like, I mean, I still wrapped it around like a T-shirt just yeah, yeah. because... You know, better safe than sorry, right? But everything came back okay, no issues whatsoever. Um, and I think that that's, I feel like, you know, for, what is it, like, I think they're $20 for, or 17 bucks for six, which, whatever, that's that's an upfront cost. But if you keep on reusing them, if you're a world-traveling craft beer fan, I mean, it could be very much uh, worth the upfront cost. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. But, I, uh, what are, what, I was going to say, Marcus. Yeah. What's your Hobby. packing technique for uh, since you since you ship back stuff for you? Like, what do you, uh, what you know? If say you just decide, hey, you know what? Oh crap! I've got a lot of craft beer I need to bring back. It won't fit in my luggage. I need to ship it back. What's well, a craft I, beer fan to do in this situation? I usually go to Office Depot or mm-hmm. some store like that. I'll buy a bunch of bubble wrap. Okay, along with my my uh, handy dandy electrical tape, and I'll wrap the caps. Then I'll wrap it in bubble tape. Then I will put each can and or bottle. I'll even wrap the cans in bubble tape uh, or bubble wrap, excuse me. Mm-hmm. 
Then I spent about <laughs> not the gum bubble tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I spent about bubble yum. I yeah. spent about four hours popping the rest of the bubble wrap. Of course. Uh, and then I pack the remaining the spaces, the gaps in the box between the bottles. I will I will fill those with more bubble wrap. Layered. The, I will also layer at the bottom of the box, the, the top of the box with bubble wrap also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, then I spent another four hours popping the, the the other bubble wrap. Then I go to the store, buy more bubble wrap, pop that, and then I seal the box with duct tape and take it to the store. You that makes sense. Store something. A lot of popping. Yeah. Pop, pop, popping. Pop the, last, the last couple steps seem a little superfluous. but A little extraneous to the you whole know, process. Whatever you want to do. But if you enjoy popping yeah, sure. bubble yeah. wrap, then it's your thing. I mean, especially um, if you're doing well on vacation. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, relieve the tension, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, bubble wrap to me has been the key. It's like wrapping it, I'll wrap it uh, generally twice around with bubble wrap. Again, electrical tape, the bottle caps. What if you did it three bu- times? Wrap between. That three you off? can do three times, okay. but obviously the, the less you can do, yeah, um, sure. you have more room for beer in that box. Sure. So, Makes And sense. then the box, you want, obviously want to choose a sturdy, sturdy box or separate it into multiple boxes, depending on how much beer. Uh, typically, you want to get a, a box that is meant to carry beer anyways and ship it in that. If they ask you, when they ask you what's in the box, because inevitably they will if it's at like a UPS store, tell them it's something like homemade salsa. Because obviously, you're not supposed to be transporting. Now, I'm not advising this. I'm not promoting illegal legal It sounds advice, like you're providing legal advice. But if somebody were to ask you, you might want to tell them it's um, jams and jellies or salsa or something like that. And if you get caught, you know I'm not saying I've done at that. the mark on Twitter here, and that's that's who you. Go I'm to. not saying I've I've yeah. always shipped it as beer. I've said, hey, bro, this is beer, bro, <laughs> and they shipped it anyways. And that's on UPS. That's not on me. Uh, it's where you have FedEx. to double grow them, but yeah, fair enough. Uh, but you might want to tell them it's jams or jellies or uh, something like that, uh, salsa or something, mm-hmm. and uh, or you know, olive oil or, or olive oil, vinegar, yes, stuff like that. Just True. don't give it a so super you seem high like value. A fancy person. Just yeah. take the standard insurance on it. Don't give it a super high value because you know that's kind of. But if you just say nice. it's yeast and hops, because um, you're, you're not actually lying. well, but you can tell it's liquid in there. <laughs> so you have to fair say enough. it's some sort of liquid. Uh, you could say it's some sort of... Yeast uh, tops and water. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, <laughs> bottles of water. It's bottles of Dasani, bro. Can't get right. this at home. It's ultra rare Dasani water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I would advise that. Jams, jellies, some sort of liquid, olive oils, vinegars, uh, lubes maybe. Yeah, sure. Uh, something like that. As long as it's sexual, that's the main thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, As tra- all jams and jellies are. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling with beer is fun. Right. And a little stressful. But yes. you know what? Whenever you get to share... That beer with a group of friends, man, it's all worth it. Yes. Friends are fun. Yes. <laughs> Having them is also fun. <laughs> friends. Well, thanks for listening to yet another episode of Brew Bloods. If you're not subscribed to the show, you should be. It's absolutely free, and you can subscribe anywhere fine podcasts can be found. Through Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, or any podcast app out there. Above all, please tell a friend about us. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us as at BrewBloods on all the social networks or email us at BrewBloodsShow at gmail.com. That's BrewBloodsShow at gmail.com. So for everyone here at BrewBloods, this is Mark saying pros.